0: The Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. If you listen to Premier News or read the blogs connected to the station, you will have noticed how many stories concern Christians in the public space. And as is the nature of journalism, many of the stories suggest that Christian views and activities are clashing with the cultural norms. Christians have lost their jobs, been taken to court, criticised for behaviour that would have been accepted a few decades ago. This has made some Christians nervous of putting their head above the parapet. They conclude it's best just to attend church on Sunday, keep quiet about faith during the week, mind their own business and look forward to the second coming. Well this week I welcome to the Leadership File Dave Landrum. The director of advocacy with the Evangelical Alliance. The Evangelical Alliance believes that now is the time for Christians to engage fully in public leadership and in ways that bless and enhance the environments where God has placed them. In this show we're going to be looking to explore what is meant by public leadership, some of the Biblical roots of the approach and how we might be involved ourselves or encourage those who have influence or are prepared to take advantage of the situations right in front of them. Dave's own passion is to see Christianity making an impact on society by being at the centre of political, cultural and economic life. Welcome back, Dave, to the Leadership Farm. Great to be here, Andy. So um, let's, let's unpack what is meant by public leadership before we go much further.
1: Well, it's pretty broad. Um, there are countless definitions of leadership out there. Sometimes it's about casting vision, sometimes bringing people with you, and sometimes directly affecting change. And it's all of these really, or at least some to some degree or combination. But perhaps at its core, leadership is about the use of authority and influence to achieve something. It's about taking responsibility for where you are. This means that you can have the title of a leader, but not lead, or you can have no formal position, but still be a leader. There are leaders in politics, in business, in academia, all across society. There are leaders in our families, in our streets and communities. There are leaders in our churches and through our churches. But we know our society is experiencing a crisis of leadership, and we need more leaders. We need better leaders, and the church is a great place to grow them and to release them.
0: Great. So you, you want Christians to acknowledge that they have leadership in the public sphere where they have it, uh, and also maybe for others to say, "Hang on, um, you know, maybe I could take take leadership uh, or do do stuff more than I, I maybe have imagined in my past."
1: Yes, um, Christians inevitably get drawn into public leadership roles because, you know, when you care about things, you end up leading. You just get drawn there. I worked in Parliament for 10 years, and lots of parliamentarians didn't set out to be MPs or parliamentarians. They just cared about something and ended up there. And that's the nature of leadership, really. And if you look look at the huge amount of social engagement that the church is doing across the UK... This involves people stepping out, speaking up, taking responsibility for the way things are, and casting a vision for the way things can be. Some are doing this with an awareness. Others are less aware that what they're doing could be called public leadership. So I think raising awareness of what public leadership is is all about is is an important place to start.
0: Right, right. And um, uh, I mean, it's great, we'll we'll talk a bit later about some of the resources you have in the Evangelical Alliance. I, I went on the site and it, talked about being a voice, taking action, service, unity, responsibility, that's the kind of things that you're looking at.
1: Yeah, that's the language, and it's nothing new to the church, is it? Mm. I mean, we've been doing this (laughs) stuff for a long time. It's basically about taking responsibility for whatever God's led you or placed you, and intentionally seeking to shape and change the context that you're in for the kingdom of God, and the word intentionally is really important here. I think, put simply, it's about increasing the salt and light levels Right across society, on the basis that nothing really change changes unless somebody leads change. Public leadership is about understanding your content, your context, and your calling, and just serving people around you, being a voice and speaking up for what's right and what needs to be done, like Daniel speaking with courage, but also uh, with tact and wisdom.
0: Right, and so obviously this this goes into the political realm, um, as you've mentioned, Daniel. Um, obviously there were. I guess joseph would be another example in the in the bible um you know but also um it, it, it's not just the political realm it could be you know it could be in the school area it could be a um you know wherever christians get ga- you know are and, and involved um t- taking a voice and, t- and, and speaking can be valuable
1: it can indeed i mean we've recently had a, a conversation at the evangelical alliance where we drew together lots of organizations that are trying to encourage public leadership from various places from business and in education um, in women's ministries uh, right across the board and drew them together just have a conversation about how can we work together how can all these ships rise on the same tide Uh, because we need Christians to be out there making a difference being present in public life but speaking the God word into public life and changing things intentionally so it's very broad, but it's also very exciting.
0: Uh, I'm just wondering if there are there particular examples um, that you, you, you know, you know um, real people who are doing stuff, or whether you might want to you know, talk about a typical example of someone who's, you know, who might might be able to do this. You know, come make it make it a bit concrete for us.
1: Well, there's a friend of mine up in Liverpool who she started working with young people and saw the need in my hometown, Bootle. Mm. Um, right across the board for young, uh, the way young people are suffering and their life chances are reducing so she started joining the dots getting the social services teams together the education team together she's developed a charity that connects everything together just to increase young people's life chances in Bootle and it's just phenomenal what she's doing she is now a voice in her community she's respected because she's got a huge heart for young people and she's down the line, biblical, stands on the word of God and prays with people and because she's earned the, the right to do that and she's earned the right to the microphone. It's a wonderful example. Another example I could give is, um, I was at a church in, in London um, I was at about nearly a year ago now and a young woman come up to me afterwards, we were talking about public leadership and she was a student who got involved in local council. She really enjoyed it and she said to me, one day I'm going to be the Prime Minister of this country and God is going to make it happen. <laughs> to which I said, well, amen, I'll vote for you. In the general election, the last general election, she became an MP. Wow. To her great surprise, she had a huge swing and became an MP. And she's probably a bit shell-shocked with all of this yes, yes. at the moment. But she's got this amazing combination you know, of faith, mm. um, of passion, and of... Um, you know a commitment to being excellent and refining her language and Mm -hmm. and yeah and working with other people so yeah there are lots of examples wonderful
0: wonderful now um i mean you would know that there are those who are skeptical about christians trying to change the world um you know they argue that our role is to be faithful witnesses within the church god will draw the world to us you know you've come across it there were you know church groupings and and mentalities like that And, and your response to that kind of stuff well,
1: I could talk at length about the biblical, <laughs> the biblical basis for this. and Maybe we'll do that in a moment. But in terms of engagement, the idea about faithful witness, well, it sounds good, but I do think the kingdom of God is a little bit more dynamic, exciting, subversive, inspirational than just turning up every day. Now, there's no doubt that being there is important. It obviously is and so is being professional and excellence mm-hmm. in your jobs. And they're a wonderful witness to God. But that'll never be enough. God is calling us to change stuff. Mm-hmm. We are change agents in this world. To change everything for his glory and for our healing. We are, we're here to receive and demonstrate the kingdom of God until he returns. Mm-hmm. And we can do that wherever God's placed us. And this, you know, we need to be careful that we don't repeat... The mistakes of the last century, social gospel—you know, just doing good works—a kind of a form of baptized secularism, mm. where the, the the role of the church just weakens in that. It doesn't work. Mm. Oh no, and and we shouldn't go for faithful presence, which I think is basically increasing niceness. <laughs> now you know, God didn't call us to be nice. He called us to be salt and light in this world. To love people, and that that comes with a cost. Um, so I would hope that public leadership is a bit more exciting and dynamic and subversive than faithful presence. Sure, sure.
0: Um, we're coming out to a break in a minute. But um, you, you, you touched on, and I f- forgot to ask you, really some of the biblical roots, obviously, within the Evangelical Alliance, you'd be wanting to earth everything in Scripture. Um, you know, we, we touched on, on uh, Joseph, Daniel. Um, there, there are many places, obviously, we could go in terms of the biblical background. Yeah, this? I
1: mean, there have been tons of stuff. done, And we deal with a lot of this at the Alliance on in terms of public theology, engagement, transformation. People like Abraham Kuyper, John Stott, Tim Keller. And public leadership kind of builds on that. You know, being a leader in public life, it's about imaging God in the world, taking responsibility for others and for the whole of his creation. That's what God does. And the Bible gives us these examples like uh, Joseph and Daniel and Esther and David and the book of Hebrews is full of the, it gives us a list of heroes of the faith and we look at them and think oh aren't they wonderful but then there's a lovely little line at the end that says they became great you know God raised these people up and he does it every day and he's doing it all over the world he's raising people up one of the scriptures that guides us with our public leadership work it's really important to us is 1 Corinthians one twenty-six. it starts with brothers and sisters think of what you were when you were called not many of you were wise by human standards not many were influential not many were of noble birth but and then it goes on to say god chose the foolish things of this world etc etc and you know there we have it in the in the new testament in the mm. early church an example that god was saving people often people that society disregarded and raising them up to be people of influence mm. in their culture and i can talk at length about historical figures like Erastus and others mm. uh, who fit this bill. This is part of the God plan. He doesn't just save us for uh, heaven, for et- e- eternity to be with him. He saves us to do stuff here and now, to glorify his name and to restore what should be restored.
0: We're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. on joined this week by Dave Landrum. We're talking particularly about uh, public leadership, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dave Landrum. Dave is the Director of Advocacy with the Evangelical Alliance. We're talking particularly about public leadership, uh, making our voice heard uh, wherever God has given us influence, whether that is in an obvious public role or whether we ourselves, uh, within our circle of influence, could uh, say a little bit more uh, for God and for uh, standing up for um, what's appropriate within our context. Um, And we've talked before the break particularly about... um, uh, about some of the biblical backing for uh, public leadership, and uh, the, you know we're kind of questioning the fact. And you know, some people are skeptical about this, and we're saying no, that the that the Bible encourages us to get involved and get and, and get stuck in. So we need to we need to say, um, Dave, as we're recording this, uh, just or so a week or so after uh, Tim Farron resigned as as leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, and he referred to the difficulty he had found in being a leader and being a Christian. He'd been questioned repeatedly. On his views on same-sex issues, uh, and there are, of course, many MPs who are happy to call themselves Christians in all political parties. But in your view, did his resignation reflect his particular role as leader of a party, which is difficult, or does it say much about how Christians need to take care when expressing their faith in in the public realm? Give give us your feeling. Like, I mean, well, it's, it's a lo- we could speak a long time on this. Really, but your really your, your, your summary.
1: I think, Tim. Yeah, I know Tim and I really respect him and I love him as a brother, I really do. I don't think he handled things very well, mm. you know, giving this sacred secular divide argument of my faith is private and what I do in public is different. That just doesn't stack up for me. Mm. And then he capitulated. Mm. But that's never enough for these ideologies that are against him. And But I do think his resignation speech was uh, a tour de force of what's wrong with our society and it's more about the crisis that liberalism is in rather than our society rather than Christianity in public life you know the fact that he ended by saying if we think that we're in a liberal tolerant society we're kidding ourselves uh, it's a damning indictment to where we are and for me I think it links to public leadership because it shows the challenges <laughs> certainly um there always will be challenges for Christians in public life and today is no different than any other time in history um but it also shows that if we're not there making the case for a free democratic public square we you know that vacuum will be filled by authoritarian ideologies and that's what we've got here you know the bandwidth for what counts as liberal and free is shrinking it's narrowing The only way to deal with that is to have more voices in public life and to take these arguments on. You can't negotiate with a lot of uh, these ideologies. You just need to expose them for what they are, which is pretty authoritarian. This liberalism is pretty illiberal. Hmm. But how can we speak against it if we don't have voices in public life? Hmm. So I know it's a challenge, the whole Hmm. Tim Farron thing, but we've got to be there. We've got to show up and we've got to speak up.
0: Right, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, now, I'm, I'm guessing that Christians need to be wise about how and when they declare their faith. So, I mean, is it always necessary to say words like "as a Christian, I believe"? So, I propose this, or is it best to act because it's the best thing to do, even if we don't ultimately think? You know, uh, you know. I just I'm just wondering from a Christian angle um, when you bring the God thing in. I suppose is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean. This is, this is a challenge, but it's not impossible. I've seen it done well, and I've, I've seen it done badly. I've <laughs> seen it when I was working in Parliament. I've seen people stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord. Mm. And it just, it just goes down like a broken lift. It mm. really does. <laughs> um, I think Jesus called us to be as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves. And that's how we engage with the world. Mm. Now, I want to talk about Jesus all the time, but... I need to be careful because if I do that I'll break the bridge of trust that I've built with other Mm -hmm. people you've got people in the Bible like Joseph Daniel Esther Nehemiah and they show how it's important to know when and how to move from the implicit to the explicit in terms of the God language Uh, they also show the importance of prayer dreams prophecy for leading in public life and for fellowship and accountability and I think There's no shortcut here. I think we've just got to be prayerful uh, in groups where we're accountable to each other, in churches, under authority. You know, you're not in authority unless you're under authority. That Mm -hmm. should be a primary principle of public life. Um, And we've just got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Wisdom from God. We've got to believe that wisdom from God is greater than wisdom of the world. Um, Mm -hmm. I think God is far cleverer than uh, most people think
0: <laughs> sure sure uh, I mean I mean and it has to be said that some so-called Christian responses are anything but helpful and um, we'd rather they stayed out of the public sphere um, so I mean what are the kind of approaches that are wise I mean there's a if you look at
1: public policy work uh, mm-hmm. the debates and campaigns to end slavery both historically and in a contemporary sense mm-hmm. with the modern slavery bill etc, I think they're good because they show how it's important to know when to use rational argument in political debate and scientific and sociological data and biblical language Mm. to justify things, to, you know, to explain your motivations for Mm. why you're doing things. And it's really important that we do not allow our public square to be emptied of biblical language, of the language of prayer, of the spirit, of spiritual things, Mm. of God. Uh, we we should be mindful to to bring it in whenever we can, but the, we need to be like Daniel I keep going back to Daniel he's a bit of a hero of mine you know Daniel was trained to learn the language and the literature of the Babylonians mm-hmm. and you know he kept close to God and he had a group of people around him that kept him accountable he was prayerful he was prophetic and he knew when to explicitly bring the god things in and We have these examples in the Bible. We have them in church history as well. You know, I meet lots of Christians, for example, in the business world. They're learning how to speak and operate in a way that honors God, but doesn't allow people to stereotype them negatively. And this is about having an integrity of mind, of mouth and of action. And that's why there are three key elements of the public leadership work we do. We want public leaders to develop in terms of their worldview, how they see public life their voice, how they can describe and articulate things from a faith perspective, and their leadership skills and, you know, just management skills, general skills, and there's lots of great resources out there on that.
0: No, it's re- really, really helpful, thank you for, you know, that, that summarises things enormously helpfully. Uh, I mean, t- taking a lead takes time. Uh, Christians are typically involved in church, which takes a lot of time. Uh, people have family commitments. Look, this all sounds great, but kind of, you know, I leave it to someone else. And of course, we need some people to step up. So, any thoughts just to encourage listeners, particularly?
1: Yeah, Andy, this is a real challenge. the The thing is, capable people are always in demand. <laughs> uh, you know what's the saying? If you want something done, find someone who's got who has got time to do it. Yeah. Um, I think what we're trying to do in our public leadership program is be realistic about this and emphasize the need to pray and to plan. Mm. Without prayer we can end up operating in our own ideas and our own energy and strength. And if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And and this, you know, highlights the problem the cultural problem we have today of instancy. Instancy. We you know, we should not see public leadership through a worldly consumer lens. Changing a culture, it, you know, changing a community, a business, a society, a nation, it always takes longer than what we think. Uh, It's like turning an oil tanker. And I think back to Wilberforce and the Clapham sect and their whole Reformation of Society project. You know, what they set in play ran far beyond their lifetime. And we've got to play the long game. And we've got to pray and we've got to have a plan and we've got to persevere. Three P's helps about that. Wonderful. Prayer, a plan, and perseverance.
0: I love it. Love it. You can preach it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I was impressed, I have to say, forgive my ignorance, impressed with the public leadership stuff on the Evangelical Le- Alliance we- website.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got, if you go to www.thepublicleader.com, you can connect into this. You can get registered for, uh, for information about weekend training events. We have the best speakers. We have youth consultations. We have uh, a city uh, breakfasts in the city. We have our amazing Scottish public leadership programme, which we're replicating across England soon. And we have the Change the World course that we've just run. And this is a simple four-week course that any church can can run in a small group and it's basically about transforming the world and what do we think about it It answers questions like why should we want to change the world um questions like what gives us the right to change the world what makes a good leader or a bad leader for that matter and it's just very accessible what's the role of the church in all of this Four-week course accompanied by some amazing videos, very accessible, very easy to connect with. And hopefully it will inspire some people to think of themselves as public leaders or uh, at least pray for others who are public leaders and support them. So it
0: sounds like getting a group of folk within a church setting to to, to do that could be an enormous blessing because it's all very well as, as a single person say, I'm going to go and do it, but you need people around you.
1: I think one of the challenges is the church culture and thinking on this. You know at the Evangelical Alliance we are obsessive about the evangel, Mm. about telling people about Jesus, and we will never apologise for that. But we also need to understand that we have people who have a missional role in our church in all sorts of different ways and are leading, and I think if the Change the World course does anything good, if if it addresses the fact that This is a good thing, this is a God thing, and we need to support these people, we need to become these people. This is about being salt and light in society, and I hope that this four-week course, people will just connect into it, enjoy it, engage with the material, and it'll start some conversations.
0: Wonderful. Well, Dave, it's been a joy to to chat with you. Thank you for your candor and your uh, insights into this area. And uh, we look forward. I look forward to maybe watching a game of game with Everton at some point. There's, we're both Everton fans, of course.
1: We are. That is what we share in common. And as we know, Everton is a you know it's a heavenly biblical concept. <laughs> Not really joking, but um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll see the Blues doing well in the coming season.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, do um, do tune in again next Sunday at three thirty. Do go to the uh, website, uh, Premier's website. You can download uh, the online version of the leadership file there. Go to iTunes and. Uh, and, and sign up and then you can get the uh, if you happen to miss this at 3:30, why would you but if you happen to then you can um you can listen at your own leisure where um, you sit where it suits you so my, my thanks again to dave and uh